This week's episode is brought to you by Colorado Junk Removal. No more junk, no more stress. Got some junk laying around the house? You know, that refrigerator that hasn't worked in two years. Yeah, the washer that you said you were going to fix, but you never have. Absolutely, that couch that's got a big hole in it that you're not probably ever going to give to anybody. Fence posts that you're never going to fix either. <laughs> I exactly. see a trend here. Yeah. <laughs> um, then you need to call Colorado Junk Removal. What's that number, Dan? 719-249-1717. You know what? You can also visit them on the web at coloradojunk.com. Dot com. Or you can send them an email at coloradojunk or cojunkremoval at gmail.com. Absolutely. What was that email address again? Cojunkremoval at gmail.com. That's right. Or give them a call. Like we said, 719-249-1717. Matt will come take care of all of your junk. And remember, no more junk, no more stress. A quiet good. Attack warning. for real. Attack warnings for bloody real. Live from Colorado Springs, the Drop Culture Podcast. Is this an exercise? Roger, copy. This is not an exercise. Come on, quick, get down! One, two, three! Welcome, everybody, to the Dropped Culture Podcast. We're that podcast where we pick up that piece of pop culture that you forgot about or missed, shine it up real nice, and cram it in your ear holes. As every show starts, I'm Dan. I'm Brock. And, uh, yeah, that's who we are. We are the Drop Culture team. We are Sans one member of the team. His name is Mitch. Mitch, we miss you. You need to come back. As soon as you can. Yes. So we're going to do a little film today. This kind of started because we had done a Donnie Darko episode, if you've listened to that. If you haven't, go back in the archives, check it out. But this is the Patrick Swayze Redemption podcast, if you will, <laughs> um, after his character from that movie. And uh, we're going to do a little... A little dawn of podcasting here. Um, no, I'm not talking about Steel Dawn. <laughs> I'm talking about Red Dawn, Brock. Red That's what dawn. we're doing. I, seriously, this movie right here is one of, I think everything is well-placed. Is It is a great movie altogether. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Not particularly 100% acted well by the younger actors, but they were still learning. Um but other than that, there's only a couple people that you're like, man, but it was powerful. Made yeah, sense. Absolutely. And the movie was just great. It was well directed, well paced, well paced, everything. Yeah. You know? Well shot. Yeah. I like the whole deal. Yeah. So let's get into this uh, Red Dawn. So, what is Red Dawn about? Um, you know, it's about some kids and some Wolverines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, this is at the height of the Cold War. 
Um, not necessarily the height. It was the tail end, I, I would say. Yeah, like 1984, right? Yeah. Um, um, tail so, end of the, the Cold War. So this is like, uh, you know, we're, this is Rocky four times. Yep. Rambo two. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically... <laughs> this one, though, was so good because they showed all the other... Like, we did the other Apocalypse trilogy, right? Correct. The Thanksgiving specials that we did, which were... Um, threads. Threads. Day After Tomorrow and um, Testament, right? Yes. Now, those kind of break your heart, and it really shows three distinct sides of the conflict. And when you do all those back-to-back, it will put you in a month of depression. Yes, it will, um, I have especially around billed, the holidays. <laughs> yeah, I have already billed all of my psychiatric <laughs> fees to the Drop Culture Podcast, nice. just so you know. Well, I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the way this one is, okay, so this is told from kind of like the ground level of something that not necessarily was a nuclear war, but another war. Right. A war that pops up. So it's the United States gets invaded by the Soviet Union and Cuban and Nicaraguan allies. Yeah. So you got three different Which sets, really right? kind of makes sense at the time. I mean, that's like somebody did their homework a little bit there. Right, actually. right, right. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, even some of the opening crawls that they were kind of showing, how things were breaking down, they don't really get into it. That's one really cool thing about this. They don't really... 100% tell you what's going on like you're part of the movie you're part of the cast until a certain point in the movie yeah you kind of you are learning as they learn yes um, which is always I always kind of like movies where they unfold that way and not everything's given to you right up front right right yeah. and when we're going through the movie you'll see certain parts that and you'll notice where they're progressing at, at a rate that seems natural for something like this um, and especially because they're uh, basically after we get invaded, this small Colorado town, um, the kids Calumet, yeah, yeah, which was actually originally d- meant to be Calumet, Michigan. Oh, um, that's the original creator writer. Yeah, um, wanted it to be Calumet, Michigan, but they decided that it needed to be somewhere a little more central. Yeah, and um, well, because of the logistics of the actual exactly. invasion, which is which is absolutely spot on. But Milius actually grew up in Colorado in a mountain town, and he injected that part of him in there because that's all him and his friends did. They went out hunting and they sure? kind of lived off the land. But he was one of those. He's um, from St. Louis originally, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those. Um, how do you say? He's kind of like he wants to be a mountain man. He was part of that generation that was very gung ho. So he's he's a conservative at the same time. He does have a lot of liberal tendencies as well. Sure. So when it comes to guns and things like that, he's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna yeah, pry it for my cold dead hands type stuff." Well, this was this movie. So let's let's get a little bit into the production of this movie because this movie was a little bit divisive among like the NRA. Um, like it was a, there was a huge controversy. Like liberals were like, "This is." just like pro-gun movie. But one of the things I noticed in the movie is that they are just using like guns that you would have. There's nothing crazy. Like they have rifles. They have, when they do get the other stuff, it's because they've taken those from the invading people. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's something that you don't ever see. Yeah. It's like guerrilla warfare. Right. But what I'm saying is like, I don't think that's so divisive. You know, they're mm-hmm. using stuff that is normal guns. And I'm I'm I would say I've I've always said on this show, you know, I'm I'm definitely a socially liberal person, but I'm a conservative uh, when it comes to fisc you know, the fiscal side of it. 
but as far as guns go, I think, you know, that's, there's a reason that that's in our um, constitution. And I think you should be able to own guns. Do I think everybody should, you know, be able to own, you know... Uh, Walk around Safeway with them? Yeah, well, or have like a, you know, like a rail gun in their house? No. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Who needs a rocket launcher, right? right? It's yeah. cool. Who needs but... that Barrett 50 sniper rifle? <laughs> yeah. Probably not the guy that you know, should have it. Yeah. Um, the, so, the leisurely target shooter. So I feel pretty balanced in that. But yeah. I, that's the one thing I took away when I was reading about like all this divisiveness. I'm like, but they're just using basically hunting rifles. Right. And there's like a couple pistols in there that they have. Well, whenever they stop... At, at one point, and they get a whole bunch. They just get American weapons, or not, there's no such thing as American weapon, but they get the sporting goods weapons, right. the ones that you would buy over the counter. Right. So that's, that's what, what they I'm have saying. at first, yeah. 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 And, and they're um, in Colorado, so they, of course they have hunting rifles. They have right, those things. Right, and they're right. They're supposedly right by the mountains um, where they're close enough. And again, it was like they all grew up around that stuff. Not every one of them. Even though it was a smaller town, right? Um, but still, well, some some people aren't into that, even if they're in a small town, right? You know right? I mean? Yeah, but like um, his dad or Jed's dad and um, Maddie's yeah. dad were <laughs> were basically he was like you know he was a cop, wasn't he? I, I'm pretty sure he was a, he was um, the sheriff. I don't sheriff think that they say that, do they? I think they they? they allude to it. That. Where like they went to the station and they picked him up, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I watched it for this, but I don't remember that portion. Yeah, I think not saying you're wrong. Yeah, I I think whenever he was talking to Ben Johnson or something like that, um, whenever he gives him the radio and ice and stuff, oh, he okay. mentioned something about that part that, of it. That might be um, just like whenever. Maybe because that was after any anyway anyway. This was uh, actually filmed in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Yeah, which I'm going through next month. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I actually drove down and stayed in Las Vegas. The Montezuma Hot Springs are there, nice. and they're free to go to. And then when I was in the army here, I took a trip down there, and uh, it was really cool. And then I went back like recently, not like maybe three or four years ago, right? And it was like a big muddy mess of. <laughs> I mean, the hot springs were still there, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. the same. You know what well, I mean? Well, I think the Calumet sign is still up, and there's a couple of other things because I, I watched one to go through the filming locations, mm-hmm. which like is the Safeway. Cool. Yeah, the, yeah, the Safeway was used. <laughs> they yeah, just I found a defunct Safeway. I'm yeah. like, let's turn this into a studio. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different things that they multi-purposed. Yes, in that place, and you know, the supposedly the McDonald's is still there. Same spot, same sign, things like that. But what I yeah, thought, what I, I thought was, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go for it. What I thought was really cool was like, obviously, they had to create some of the Russian vehicles. Yeah. And the CIA was yeah. actually tracking them. Yeah. Because they didn't know what was going on because they were bringing them from like Los Angeles to Las Vegas, uh, New Mexico. And yeah, so well, I'm yeah. sure they probably felt pretty stupid once they realized it was just a movie. Yeah, and they were like, all plastic. Can't you investigate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got reports of seeing strange um, army vehicles yeah. going through town, uh-huh. and the how they got them right. You know, that was the scary part about it because right. they were described, and then the CIA saw them and was like, "Holy crap, those are legit." Yeah. <laughs> What is that? So, oh, yeah. it's a fucking Ford F one fifty. Definitely some wacky stuff as far as like the filming of this yeah, goes. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, of course, you know the director John Milius, Before he did this, he he had done Conan, of course, and he is that blood well, and guts. Else. Also, the screenwriter for Apocalypse Now, right? Yeah, and also, um, God, what else did he do? Dirty Harry one and two. 
Yeah, he wrote those. Yeah. Yep. He's he, he's often described as, you know, the over-the-top kind of asshole back in the day. Like, people would come in for meetings, and he would have a loaded forty-five on his desk. Yeah. You know, he was a badass. And, and I really, I respected John Milius's gung-ho kind of attitude, like rough rider type stuff, you know. That's where, I mean, we even get that in this movie. He injects a lot of his stuff into that, that pure machismo, you know, like sword and sandals, you know, mixed with modern times type shit, you know. He's a very macho dude, right? Right. I think whenever he was getting the money for Dirty Harry or something like that, they were in some hotel all they were doing was riding motorcycles well i mean so <laughs> using the money <laughs> when he came to colorado specifically it was because yeah, like in his words he was a juvenile delinquent so he was sent to a school here yeah in steamboat springs hmm. um that's crazy yeah because his family had moved to california yeah yeah so he got sent here because he was an asshole yeah um and you know that's okay yeah. well, people he, do stuff when they're young that's well fine. he was the renegade out of all of those earlier directors now doing a john milius episode would be cool but just real quick, he was 100% Francis Ford Coppola's friend. Oh, yeah. Everybody looked to him like he was their like older crazy brother. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> like he was a badass and nobody would mess with him. He was a biker dude that could transcend between the nerdy dudes and the biker guys. You know what I mean? But right. yet still like wax poetically more than anybody else could. You yeah, know? Absolutely. Shakespearean kind of like, I'm going to show you how fucking badass I am. Yeah. And John Milius, he's well, really got that personality. I think he's had like two strokes or something crazy And like he that. was one of the co-creators of Rome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Never watched it. Oh, oh, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch it all, but I watched, I don't know, some, yeah, some yeah. of it. Well, he's the one that came up with the phrase apocalypse now. Yeah. He actually would take the peace symbols um, the peace symbol buttons that they would do and turn them on their side and then make it look like a B-2 bomber. Nice. And he would put Apocalypse Now on it. Really? <laughs> yeah. That was his thing. That was one of his things back in the 60s. So, yeah, whenever they all graduated and got out and they did American Zeotrope, he had done so many different writing jobs. He was one of the highest paid writers at one point. Just like this movie holds a distinction of having a world record. You know, yeah, back so that same that year. Time, yeah, for sure. The most violent movie ever made at that and, point. And we should probably say, too, this is the first PG-13 movie ever. Yeah, that's right. Um, and this movie would be a hard R now. Oh, my God. For sure. <laughs> Big um, time. <laughs> I think it was Spielberg that really banged hard for the PG-13 thing to be a, th- be a thing. Yeah, like, it was like... Uh, maybe so- years before. I think it had to do with Gremlins. Yeah, Gremlins. Yeah. That's right, because it was so violent. And- right. Kind of gross, yeah. But I could see that. But it was supposed to be even more than that, right? And you know, the the original Gremlins was supposed to be like crazy. Right? Oh yeah, of course. So, but yeah, so the first PG thirteen movie ever. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records because the amount of people killed in this movie per as the most violent minutes, yeah. movie ever. I think it was like twenty. I don't know what it was. It's crazy. But yeah, it's a lot of people die. And it doesn't really seem like that because of the way that the pacing goes for it. Right. Because you 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 don't really pay it you're not looking for that, of and, course. And it's not over the top like mm. nowadays movies, right, you know. Right. Or, yeah. Like if if they redid Red Dawn 
not like the 2012 <laughs> or whatever that movie was with Skinny movie. Josh. Yeah. Um, and one of the Hemsworths, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or Liam. No. I don't remember. Chris Hemsworth, yeah. I, I watched that once and I was almost threw up in my mouth. Yeah. It was so terrible. I shot my TV. Yeah. yeah it's like the Point Break remake. <laughs> oh, stop oh. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, if they remade this today, like the only thing that would have going for it is all of like the after John Wick. Yeah, 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 you have before John Wick, after John Wick. It would be more close-up fighting of them going in there like ninja style or something. Well, and who wants that? Nobody. Because these are kids. Right. You know, and their strategies work because of where they grew up. Yeah, their strategies work for it and they have no knowledge to conflict with anything that they're exactly, doing. Exactly. So they're just thinking about how to physically win. Doesn't matter. Yep. But they all have that that background in sports. It seemed like everybody in that show or in the in the movie has well, a least, background of the at football. At least Jed and, and Maddie for sure. Right, right. Yeah. So I don't know about um the youngest dude. C. Thomas Howell? Uh, well, C. Thomas Howell, kind of, you know. Yeah. But I, th- from oh, what. Oh, the other, yeah, yeah. Yeah. From what I remember with C. Thomas Howell, too, uh, researching, is he was more of a. Um, oh, my God. He was more of a rough rider for real. Like he, his dad really? was a stuntman or something. Oh, I did not know that. And uh, he spent all of his life I on movie that sets. Yeah. His parents were Mr. and Mrs. Howell. Yeah. From Gilgan's <laughs> hey, Island. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but like he was a he his was name a C. Thomas Howell. <laughs> right, right. He was like a he was a really like a he would ride um, in rodeos. Okay, um, okay. Things like that. So he always had the most advanced horses. And whatnot, and I can see that yeah. he was more of opposite of what his character was, right, right? Where he was more Jed. Yes. Well, and him and um, um, Patrick Swayze had been in a movie together before that, and they 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 were friends all the way up until his death. Was and that the, the Outsiders? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And then you have Charlie Sheen, which this was Charlie Sheen's first movie, right? And uh, yeah, so let's let's break that down. So Jed, who's our like main leader of the protagonist band, the older brother. The older brother. Of Maddie, um, is played by Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. Fucking we have, badass. He is Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yes. um, unlike his Donnie Darko character, he is a badass. Yes. Um, reluctant hero. Yeah, a mm-hmm. reluctant leader. Yes. Um, yeah. Which are usually the best leaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that know that they have to do it. Right. Um, and then, of course, we have his little brother, Maddie, who's played by... His first role, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, um, before he was canceled. Yes, and uh, <laughs> rightfully so. <laughs> Apparently, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> Got C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell's been in a lot of movies. Absolutely, especially in the '80s. I mean, that was his heyday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and early '90s too, because he was part of that uh, um, the <laughs> Tommy Chong vehicle. Uh, far out man. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that's the second time that's been brought up on this show. <laughs> And then Are we gonna uh, have to do an episode on that. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Uh, um, so then you got Leah Thompson right before she's been in a couple things. Yeah, you're talking about Leah Thompson of Howard the Duck fame. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> the only movie that matters. <laughs> but yeah, this was before Back to the Future. Everything exploded for her, right? Rightfully so. She's yeah. a great actress. Um, she, she seems like a genuinely nice person. Um. Yeah. <laughs> then you get Jennifer Grey. Yeah, Leah Thompson. I hit puberty <laughs> watching Howard the Duck. And I was like, boing, boing, boing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was Leah Thompson's character's name? Uh, 
I don't remember. Uh, you should probably know that. <laughs> I I'll find it. Pull up something real quick. Yeah, uh, I'm just going from memory. She was Erica. Erica, that's right. Yeah, that's right. She was at Erica Jennifer Gray, which was Tony. And uh, obviously, we get you know this is a few years before we get uh, Jennifer Gray and uh, Patrick Swayze's big, you know, kind of movie mm-hmm. Dirty Dancing. Yeah, which is really weird because they hate each other. Yeah, yeah. They hate each other on this set. And apparently they hated each other on the Dirty Dancing set, which is weird because well, they had chemistry. Yeah, yeah. You know, of course. And I, Patrick Swayze, on one of the behind the scenes documentaries I watched, said that since he was the older and he was a leader, John Milius was basically telling him what to tell them, motivation, this and that, which caused a lot of resentment. Uh, but I could see why he did that. I'm, sure. I could see why uh, Milius was like. You're gonna you're gonna have to make decisions. You're gonna have to take all that shit. And he was like, "Man, I hated it. <laughs> they all hated me, but rightfully so. But I was I was technically directing the movie from the director's mouth. You right. Know? He was the AD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, which was it, which is kind of crazy, you know, because I mean, you, the foresight in some of the directors that that direct films like this, they're like, guess what? You know, this is the way we got to do it. We got to piss people off. Yeah. Um, I.e. Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Emilius was already a hard ass. Yeah. You know? He knew what he wanted. Right. Um, it was on the page, and it was good. Right. You know, he, he he knew what he was worth. So then after Jennifer Grey and them, we have Ben Johnson. Yes. Right? Now we have another badass. Are you talking about Mr. Powers Booth? Yes. yes. Now, Powers Booth, uh, God rest his soul. There's two people in this movie that have passed, and I bet you um, Ben Johnson has too, but... Uh, Swayze and Powers Booth. Now, Powers Booth le- lends a sense of he is like the older, older brother, you know? There's like three different generations of people whenever he shows up. Right. But yeah, he's a military tactician, but not necessarily, you know what I mean? Yeah, he was a pilot. He was a pilot. Yeah, so, in the Air Force, and uh, he, when we get to that portion, we can talk more about... His character and where that story arc was supposed to go. Yeah. Luckily, it didn't. Yeah, good. (laughs) But then also, here's another little bitty... um, And you guys will know Powers Booth, of course. If you don't, you should. He's been in everything. Like, I feel like he's been in a lot of stuff, but, yeah, I mean... Yeah, he was on the booth. He was Curly Bill. Yeah. That's all you need to know. And he was also... Tombstone. um, Yes. (laughs) Not the pizza. He was on another apocalyptic movie made by HBO, by Don's Early Light. Oh, Mm -hmm. there you go. And that was done in 1990. Okay. The end of the Cold War. Um, then we also have Tear one down that wall. <laughs> we have William Smith, which William Smith not was Will Smith, not nope, that one, which was Conan's dad. Yes, and he is the like the main badass in this. And then the last movie, one of the last movies we talked about before Donnie Darko, he was in that too. What movie was that? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I'll remember good it. content right here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but gonna bring up this point and not have the actual answer. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you got Harry Dean Stanton yes, too. Yes. Harry Dean Stanton, he's he's a very very great character actor. Things like that. Been in a lot of stuff. Um, the same way with him too. Um, oh shit! Any which way you can. There was a lot of movies that he was in. I'm trying to think of the one that we did. <laughs> Not too long ago. He's been in so many things, though. Um, And 
you know that's that's your that's your big time cast right there. Yeah. Now you do have even even the uh, the general and the general's aide, the uh, I guess the uh, Cuban guy. Yes, yes. Um, they were both kind of in a lot of movies too. Absolutely. As well. I don't remember their actual names or. <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> They were in some movies. There's a lot of things that I don't remember. No moles. <laughs> no moles. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You, so you have this wonderful cast, this very, very remote location. So you can almost do what you want to with it. You have the the views of everything. You have the background. And now you put it all together. And then you have the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Like how I wrapped that one up. Right that, was, that was nice. That was pretty good. Pretty good um, oh, he was on Hill Comes from Rocktown. Oh, yep. there you go. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he was a bad guy in that too. <laughs> okay, so getting into the movie, uh, the very, very beginning kind of tells how um, the world is breaking down and how America becomes alone in everything, right? So NATO dissolves, right? Uh Soviet Union and its Warsaw Pact allies aggressively expand, right? The Ukrainian wheat harvest fa- fails whilst a socialist coup d'etat occurs in Mexico. So you have the straight area to go straight into, you know, America. Right. And But we don't know that at that point. No. So right now they're they're basically dropping some people off at school and they're just talking football, regular stuff like that, right? right. And obviously... Jed, Patrick Swayze's character, has graduated. He's a little bit older, you know? Yeah. And he's dropping his little brother off at school. Because he's going to be working all day at the shop. Yep. So I guess he's a mechanic. I don't know, but I assume he's like 19, 18, 19. Yeah. He's got to be, right? Maybe 20. Maybe 20. Maybe 20, yeah, because he just seems a little bit more mature, but it's because he was out of school. Yeah, yeah. So makes sense. And he was the older brother. Right, right. So that (laughs) that tends to put more on you. Right, right. Yeah. So um, the teachers teach, and, and that's a John Milius cameo too, because Genghis Khan is yes. John Milius, and he uh, always the, wanted to make the that Genghis movie Khan too. poster, or, yeah, 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 picture. Um, and then that guy is also famous as well. He was on that little Genghis movie. Khan. Yeah, he was pretty pretty famous. He uh, <laughs> yeah. one of the few people that conquered the world. Yeah, I think no we're um, descendants of him anyway. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably. Um, but <laughs> showed him his Khan. But the teacher was mm. on a little known movie called Last Action Hero. Ah, <laughs> ah. he was a police chief. There you go. Uh, <laughs> The yelling police chief. And that's and where we get the perspective of basically him seeing this. Yeah, he's like, they're way off course, right? So everybody, he just kind of is talking in the middle of his lecture, stops, looks out the window. And people are parachuting down, soldiers. Yeah, soldiers. And, and of course, nobody really knows, but, you know, being kind of caught off guard, he walks straight out the door, back door, and I was like, you guys can't be here. What are you guys doing here? Are you off course? Where are you? Boom, 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 boom. Because yep, you see them all dropping and they're dropping smoke and they're doing this and that. You didn't hear any planes. Nope. Because I didn't. They nope. must have done a really high drop or there something like that. They did a halo drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. High altitude. Yeah. They were really up there. Yeah. And this is the beginning, right? So all of a sudden, I mean, they get in there and they're firing rockets in the fucking school, right? They're shooting. They open fire on the classroom, right? right? And the yeah. one kid dies immediately. I was looking for that too on this one. 
Just the one kid dying. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for it. I really All these was. soldiers shooting. Yeah, and one, one dude kid. Dies. <laughs> yeah, and the teacher. Well, yeah, but I mean, the yeah. teacher was out there. So it's all pandemonium yes. out there in the um, in the actual parking lot, the yes. dirt parking lot of the high school, right? And they're coming in, shooting all the cars. Or that people are trying to get away, and then all of a sudden, Jed shows up. He's like, "Come on, get in, get in." <laughs> So they go through and, and like a bunch of them jump in. Yeah. Right, right. So you got you got all the the main characters, except for at the very end, one of the last people to get in um, to the truck. And I'll tell you how this works later on. But he jumps in. They don't really know him too much, right? With that, you know, they blow up the uh, the whatnot, the the freaking uh, school bus. They get into the school bus, completely uh, blow that to smithereens. They pick up the last people. They're hauling ass through the town, right? That's when you see, like, everything happening there, too. People are just standing there. The one that has that scene where it's, you know, you can have my gun when you pry it from my cold, dead hands, and he pries it from his cold, dead hands. Yes. You know, and he tries to stop them, and they're like, and, like, stunt driving and shit. Yep. That was a very telegraphed little... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Little piece. Well, and that was basically the... um, uh, At that... That was almost... that's That bumper sticker is almost the antithesis of somebody like that. Yes. But then something happening. So it's like a... a, It's a love letter to America. (laughs) A little bit. I know know how much you love that phrase. Yeah. So So they get through, right? Home dudes... uh, There's one dude, um, the Mexican kid's um, dad pops up, and they end up getting him. Right. So they're going through the whole deal, and they take the hell off, and they get out to the country, right? So they go to see Thomas Howell's... Um, father's place Which it's is a like A sporting good. goods store Right yeah. They see the helicopters They're all like I don't know what's going on They're like Get in here Get food Get supplies Get everything He's and smart He yeah. sends them out Into the woods right away Yeah he's like You need to get out of here Because he's so close To the end you know He's right. like Don't worry about it I'll take care of it And So They get They get moving Right And they're about To get outside Right They're literally about to get outside of uh, city limits, and there's already a blockade. Yep. And the blockade starts firing at them, but they're like, whoa, whoa, fuck it. Boom. (laughs) They go off the side of the road, basically. Then the American troops show up, and they know it's them. They destroy them all, and so they're kind of there, right there. But then it cuts back to the the actual city, right? So all the the, invaders are there, and he's like- town. I wouldn't call it a city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I need you to go get records of everybody that owns a gun. Okay. Because go to the local sporting goods store. He says, go to the local sporting goods store, find out who bought guns, when yeah. they bought them, who owns them, and then find all those people. Right. So immediately they had this plan in action like, Americans are registered. <laughs> Most of them. Guess what? Boom, 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 boom. So you know they, they got to round everybody up, anybody that might cause them issues. Sure. Right? And that's where. You know, the last time I watched it, I was like, okay, that's where they got the records from. They just weren't looking for it. That was planned. And I I don't know about the 80s, like, as far as that goes, like, like what their laws were then. Yeah. But, like, in Colorado, as long as you have a Colorado driver's license, you're registered to buy a gun. But you do have to file paperwork at wherever you're buying them. Right, right, right. I bet you it's something like that, too, because that was before or during the Brady Bill type stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, waiting periods and all that stuff like that. So it was kind of kind of in that area. I don't know exactly when it was. I think Reagan got shot in 82 or something. I don't remember. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, so they're, they, they actually are 
tending to the wounds of the truck. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I got he, I got it patched up, but we don't got any water. He's like, how about we piss in it? <laughs> and that's the, one of the scenes that I think sticks with everybody. Yeah, he's like, that's a good idea. So yeah. already you're seeing that they're they're kind of, the two of them, Charlie Sheen and him, Patrick Swayze, are kind of more like, hey, let's think around this shit, right? Well, and yeah, I think that speaks to the way they were raised, which right. you get a little bit later. Right, you know? right, right. So they're up on the mountain. <laughs> and I, I just, I love the scene because like Jed making a fire and stuff, and they're like, we need to go home. I need to go home. And he's like, dude, you can't go back. That's fucking World War Three down there. Yeah, there is that is no World home. War Three. Yeah. We cannot go down there. We got to wait and wait it out. Do whatever we have to, but we're not going to have any food. Well, we can. We've lived here our whole lives, you know, right. and we've come up to these since we were little. So we know how to hunt. We can get food. We can find water. We could do whatever we need to. We could stay here for a really, really, really long time. So what month was it that this? September's when it starts. Okay. Because then it starts it starts giving us the months throughout right. the, the movie. Yeah, so they're up there until, well, that's whenever, you know, of course, the student body president decides to be like, I'm the student body president. <laughs> I should be in charge. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, no. So I love it how he, like, knocks him over the fire and stuff and then throws his backpack at him. He's like, get your shit and go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take your shit and leave, you know. And, of course, Charlie Sheen's like, I'm your brother, man. I'll, I'll be here with you. Cool, right? So you already have that very, very close bond of some survivalist people right. that know what the hell they're doing, right? Uh, and then you have all the other nerdy dudes. <laughs> See, Thomas Howell's like, all right, cool. I'm part of you guys. Mm, right. And so he decides to stay. And then we get into the month of October. And that's when they, they kind of go back to go take a look. Right? Yeah. So they, you know, I guess the, the bombs and things like that have kind of stopped a little bit. So the fighting has kind of stopped. So they roll up. They're walking through, right? And they're still wearing the same clothes that they had on before, you know? And they're like, oh, my God, it looks like it looks normal. Let's go back. Let's run. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. That's not us. <laughs> so they go back into the town. When they're walking through town, that's when they see that... um Basically, it's been taken over. They're burning books. They have a propaganda store. They have a prison camp. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, they go to the place. A in... re-education camp, I think right. they call it. Yeah. yeah, it was weird, too. That was crazy. Because that's like they're almost like their airfield, too. Yeah. So it's at the old drive-in. The woman tells them at the store that, hey, there's the drive-in. Everybody knows who you are. You need to get out of here. Kind of just go. Right. And they still don't know what's really going on, right? So then they go back to the deal uh, where they go to the drive-thru and or <laughs> drive-thru. <laughs> they go through the uh, the actual uh, drive-in and they're sitting there. No chilling. end in. <laughs> yeah. And, and they actually see their father. Right. Right. And he's like, listen, boys, I was, I was tough on you back then, but there was a reason. Now you should understand why I was. Like he knew that shit was going to happen, yeah. right? I knew when we got invaded <laughs> by those pinko commie. <laughs> yeah, Ruskies. No. Um, <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, so, they, so they actually have that really big emotional moment. See, Thomas Howell's like, have you seen my dad? You know? And he's like, uh, no, son. <clears throat> I don't know where he is. Yeah, there's a point where Charlie Sheen 
says daddy one more time and i'm like oh, <laughs> dude i i get you're in high school but and, and it's it's emotional daddy yeah <laughs> it's really emotional right. and when they're walking away that's the, some of the best lines in the movie avenge me <laughs> i love it right you're like yes so they end up going back right and um, they know, hey, this is what we got to do. Right. We got to we gotta go survive. We got to go do this. Is this when we meet the Masons? Yeah, you go to um, to Home Dude's place, um, Ben Johnson's place, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, here's a radio, and it's frozen in ice, yeah. you know, which I'm like, how does that work? But I could get it, you know, if it's a waterproof transistor or something. And um, he's like, I got more of those, you know. You know this yeah, he is, hooks them up with a lot. Yeah, and he tells them, hey, this is what, this is what happened. You know, they came Yeah, we get the here. story. Yeah, we get that that very beginning, and they're just like, damn. Right? He's like, you're behind enemy lines. <laughs> Rat and shit. <laughs> you know? Um, and they don't really uh they don't really allude to what's going on in the rest of the country, but right. you just know that's that little piece that progresses you a little bit further into where they are. Right. right? So is this where we get the girls? Um yes. Yeah, and yeah, the horses. Yeah, the girls and the horses. Um, because he's like, hey, I got a couple of heirlooms I want to leave with you. And yeah. it's them. But you have no idea what really happened to him. Right. But he does say something like the Russians got a hold of him at something or other. So, And there's a reason because is it which one of them doesn't talk? Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson, yeah, yeah for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she really doesn't. Jennifer Grey doesn't have any lines in this, I don't think. Not not any major ones. Yeah. But, like, they both have lines right 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 but, yeah i mean especially at first though leah yeah. thompson's character does not talk because she's been through some shit obviously right right and what's really bad about it too is they're just the misogynistic men too it's like go clean the dishes i ain't cleaning your shit at least they stand up for themselves <laughs> yes. and they show that portion yeah you know? exactly especially right? in 1984 yeah there's no law whenever you're on the run from a war right in the middle of nothing you know, they, you can do whatever you want to. You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> yeah, so they end up there. And that's where we get where they're hunting. And C. Thomas Howe kills his first deer. Yes. And he has to drink the blood of the deer. <laughs> As you do. Yeah, he's like, that's the soul of the deer, or man. eat the heart. Yeah. Your choice. <laughs> so you'll never be the same after this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when kind of C. Thomas Howe takes that kind of turn. Yeah. You know, he kind of gets into the... This is the only real slower setup part of the whole movie, I think, besides all the other action that comes after this. I, I think that that was important character development, though. For everyone. Story. Yeah, like yeah. everybody. Because you could see right even, I mean, you had a little bit of Jed being the leader, but this is where he's really like on an individual level. Mm-hmm. Teaching a people, le- becoming yeah. a leader. Yeah, teaching you know? people this and teaching people that. And he's got his little brother there, too, that knows almost everything that he does, you know, and they, they had to grow up really fast, you know, and then of course, man, they're all like, I want to go home, I want to go check this out, I got to go, I just want to lay in my bed and stuff like that, you know, it's yeah. not going to happen, right, and this is, isn't this where they're going to the very top of the, the they're at the mountain, the Russian dudes, yes, <laughs> and, uh, and they're the, like taking pictures, yeah, of the little monument right there, yeah, yeah. And he totally misreads the whole freaking <laughs> thing, and it doesn't make sense. He's like, thirty thousand people were dead, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Like it, but like, it was just like a dedicated national forest, yeah, like, like Theodore Roosevelt, or something. yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so totally easy uh-huh. to like, I guess, misread or something. I don't know, I, I I can't read Russian, right, right. <laughs> so. but, he, but he loved American culture, right, right. 
So then he he sees an arrow on the ground. And he's like, "Look, it's a it's a uh, American Indian arrow." And he's like, "Did they have steel?" No, <laughs> shut up, stupid. And they're all, they're all hiding behind the rocks cuz yeah, they were like right, right there right below them. Right. Yeah. And so Jennifer Grey slips cuz he's like, "Oh, look over there." And it's like <laughs> So she goes down and they're like, "Holy shit, let's go get him," right? So that's when, you know, the big uh I guess Nicaraguan dude or whatnot, Nicaraguan or or Cuban guy, Mexican guy, whatever he was, um, and the two little Russian <laughs> cosmonauts there, <laughs> uh, they they go after one of them, right? Right. Um, they're running after Jennifer Grey. Home dude pulls out the arrow and shoots him in the back. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I, ah, <laughs> ah. Oh, God dang, man. That would suck. And then Jennifer Grey ends up killing him with his own weapon. Yes. You know? And then you get to see kind of what they have to do because they know it's a world war. Jed comes up and kills one dude. Say that it's like, God help me. Yeah. <laughs> and then they take the other one prisoner. Yeah. 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 They take the the one prisoner that they like knock out or whatnot, right? Right. They kill the younger one and he's looking and the literally just I guess the um the overall telling of that was he's another kid. Yeah. You know, he's a kid in that army, you know, versus these gorilla army americans you know but jed has to do the bad thing and or the thing that must be done yeah yeah. for war and then um yeah (laughs) i think there's some similarities to um like the revolutionary war with the guerrilla warfare things that go on here yeah just like they did there which is pretty interesting and younger people being involved you know because that was how it was yeah, and that yeah, one general, sure the the one uh, Cuban general, mm-hmm. that's the one that's in charge of that whole section or whatnot, is always like, I've always been on the insurgent side. Right. You know, so I know how that is. I've never been on this side of it. We're so right. I don't know what we're supposed to well, do. What's he say that we they're bullies or cops or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't sign up to be a policeman. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I, which makes sense. So you have the reluctance, which is a very good balance. But it's not too overtly one side or overtly the other right. side. It's more leans towards more the American side, you know, the invaded right. versus the other ones. But you can see their reluctance on everything and how they're just like, his reluctance specifically. Yeah, because he he was a revolutionary. Right. You know, he was part of the revolution. He was fighting against the oppressors. Right. Right. But yes. yet they eventually won. <laughs> yes. So he still wanted to be part of it, which right. is weird. And then the next thing that we get to is the execution, right? Where yeah. they're. Killing all the parents, like I think Jed's parent dad's in there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we get that the mayor's collaborating with him. Yeah, because they're he's and like, that guy always plays like a political douchebag. <laughs> yes. Like in everything yeah. he's in, he's yeah. always like the oh, God, I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're digging the graves for the the soul the the Russians and the uh, the Cuban dude, right? So they're they're oh, having yeah. to dig their graves. Oh, for I, yeah, them, I skipped and they're that. having that like. It's like a four, four gun salute, and they have everybody lined up with their back turned, and then home dude's dad, the one that was running towards the, uh, the whatever you, the truck at the very beginning, the flare side. Yes. <laughs> he uh, he starts singing um, "America the Beautiful" or something yeah. like that, and that's when they just mow him down. Yep. And Charlie Sheen's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> that's when he saw his dad die. Yep. You know, so they're all still emotional. They know the things going on because they go back to the camp and everything. I mean, it, it gets. 
I mean, that's pretty deep having to watch something like that. But he's the only one that sees it. Right. Everybody, he was just out on a recon, I guess. At this point, too, um, we start, they're like, you know, screw it. We're going to go take these people out. You know, let's let's do what we can. You know, right. we got to fight back. We got to stand up. So they still have their old weapons, you know, and they slowly just build up. Right. They start know? taking weapons from them. Grenades, claymores. Rocket launchers. Uh, rocket launchers, which is freaking awesome, dude. For sure. Yeah, they they go crazy on that, right? Um that's when kind of they're they're kind of getting their role. Um, you know, the 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 what I guess by the way, wasn't the mayor also the uh attorney in my cousin Vinny? Probably. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like the, yeah. He's just a weird dude. Yeah. He was the uh, prosecuting attorney. Oh. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> For my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Then I got him. <laughs> but, but we see them kind of start with the spider hole trap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They kind of go in and Jennifer Grey rides by and they're like, hey, pretty lady. <laughs> you know, they're like, fill her up. They're like, go to the gas station to put gas in the tank, right? So she takes the, or they take something from her, like her basket, and she starts to run away, and then it explodes yes. <laughs> on the tank. It's like, boom! So <laughs> that's when the spider hole thing happens, and you get this really cool, like, we're going to start taking care of business, you know, business. Elvis style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of montage, you know, right. where they go, they go after everybody. And Jennifer Grey is always the one that's, like, planting the bombs or doing yeah, something yeah. like that. She goes into the communist headquarters and does the same thing. Yep. And uh, yeah, it ex- it explodes that whole little propaganda store or like the bar, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> linens or something. And of course, you know, after you know they're yelling Wolverines because that's their mascot for their hometown mm-hmm. football team. Yeah, and where do they get spray paint at? <laughs> Sporting goods store? I don't know. Why would you take that? I don't know. I don't Maybe know. One of them was going to huff it later. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> this doesn't work out. I'm at least going to yeah. be high. Yeah. Because yeah, what soldier do you know has spray paint? <laughs> no. They just left that little bit out. But, you know, yeah. and they probably had it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So that's when Powers Booth shows up. Okay. Yeah, his plane gets shot down. So Leah Thompson's out in the woods, kind of walking around. She sees some dude laying underneath the, because uh, she sees a parachute, and sees some dude laying underneath a tree. Goes over there and like captures him. Technically, she's like, "Hey, hey, <laughs> yowie, wowie." Well, that was supposed to be a big portion of the story. Mm-hmm. Was they were supposed to get it on mm-hmm. and like become a couple. But then they cut that out because of the age difference. Mm-hmm. It was and about a twenty. Leah year. Thompson only signed up to it for it because of that interaction. That's right, right. She saw something in that. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the uh, one one of the reasons. The other one was is Milius asked him if you could kill uh, a rabbit or something like oh, that. Oh, well, that was when he had the actresses actually <laughs> come in to try out yeah. for it. Could you do this? And if they said no, they were done. <laughs> And uh, obviously, Leah Thompson and Jennifer Grey were like, kill that, eat it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. So, yeah, Powers Booth, he shows up, and uh, he's getting all warm, and you have uh, C. Thomas Howell all mad-dogging him and stuff, and he's like, <laughs> He's like looking at him like, you're just a bunch of kids. What the hell is this? And this is before their legend has grown. You yes. know what I mean? So, um but he kind of tells them what's going on. Like, how well, this is where we kind of get some more of the story. Right. Um, the backstory on how this invasion happened. So, yeah. 
Okay. So we learn a little more, because there were some nuclear strikes, we find out. Yeah, there's... Um, yeah, he shot down... There, It was four against one. He shot down three of them. Yeah. That's how he survived. So, yeah, of course, he's a badass, right? <laughs> so, several American cities, right? Um, including D.C., right? Right, right? Was destroyed by nuclear strikes, right? And uh, SAC... Um, was crippled by Cuban saboteurs, and paratroopers were dropped from airlines to seize key positions in preparation for assaults via Mexico and Alaska. Which so makes a little more sense for yeah. Colorado to be there, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, as they're working their way wherever. And they came over the Bering Strait, too. Yeah, yeah, through, that's right. Through Alaska, yeah. yeah. And most of the southern states um, and northern Canada are occupied by the Soviets, but American counterattacks have they've at this point they've stalled, you know, the advance through the Rockies and the Mississippi. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. You have some um, physical barriers there. Everything's kind of stabilized as far as where the lines are, right? And also the United Kingdom is trying to hold out, but they're almost gone. Well, it's them and China are their allies in this, right? Yeah, and he says six hundred million Chinamen, screaming Chinamen, are on our back. And he goes, wasn't there a billion? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's when we know more. about the bombs and stuff like that. Right. It's like, oh, so no more nuclear bombs because they're afraid of the nuclear fallout at this point, too. So, you know, um, he kind of shows them what they're made of. Jed does. Mm-hmm. Um, shows him. You know, they go into that first, let's go. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. Let's go do this. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, like he's like, uh, okay. So they go and they take that convoy down, yeah. And he can see the potential. He's like, all right, all right. That's and obviously, I mean, they're pretty strategic with what they do, you mm-hmm. know, for being kids. Yeah, they know where to to set up, and it's from the hunting part of it. It had right, to have been, right. you know, like even the little pop up things that are a little bit earlier. Yeah, the spider holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like they knew some little things to be able to do stuff, deer stands, hiding, you know, camouflage, whatnot, right? Right. They had enough time to think about it, which is pretty cool. But then at that point, too, um, don't they go to visit uh, Ben Johnson again after a couple of more raids and things like that? And you start seeing the Wolverines on everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's you like know? spray painted on stuff. Right. So Powers Booth goes with Jed and they go to. Um, Home dude's place, Ben Johnson's place, uh, the, uh, um, what are they called? Uh, the Masons. The Masons, yeah. So he goes up there to the Masons, and they're drinking moonshine and kind of talking through everything, and that's when he tells him, hey, listen, you're a leader. You're a leader now. You know, there's people I've heard, um, heard of you all the way somewhere else, you know? And then we get that story. I Don't we get the story about, like, Denver, how it becomes medieval? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. where they're eating, like sawdust bread and themselves because they've held out for so long and right. shit like that. So he's like, it's medieval over there. So it's kind of like how, was it Stalingrad back in World War II? What was the major city that was basically surrounded by the Germans? And I they, think you're right. I yeah, it was, it was the same thing. Yeah. And they were they had to do crazy stuff with like they were eating each other and it was just Bad. You have no food coming in. You have nothing and just bombs, you know? So you're living underground. Can't eat bombs. Probably ate all the dogs and cats first, you know? (laughs) So, yeah. So it makes sense, right? Um, But, I mean, that I think that also shows, like, why why this setting was so great. Because these are people that can live off the land. mm -hmm. They've, They've been taught that their whole life, you know, at least some of them. 
Right. Yeah. But they know, I mean... You're not going to have that in Denver is all I'm saying. No, no, no. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're up in a more remote location. But you right. do you do see, again, their... Um, uh, how do you say? Their survivalist stuff, even whenever they're shooting, right? And he's like, you know, I used to study Jim Bridger and, you know, all the old mountain men. And he's like, don't shoot once or only shoot once, never shoot twice, you know, so they don't, they can't find your location. Right. So you know that they have learned a lot of stuff, but that translates well into what they're having to do because they're yeah. like thrust into it. Right. Like Revolutionary War. Wasn't it Powers Booth that tells them that though? Like something about like being in the war and if you shoot two times? No, no that's whenever C. Thomas Howell kills the deer. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's when he's talking. I believe you. Yeah, and um, so you know, of course, they're they're still taking on more shit and kind of really taking over the sector. And even that's pretty much the point where they they get the Spetsnaz dude, right? Right. And the Spetsnaz dude is in Safeway. You know, he's in the produce section, being like, "Hey, let's take these people down. We need to do this." It's all about. Hunting a fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the the Cuban dude has got his sunglasses on like a fucking badass, right? Like a sitting boss. in the front. Yeah, sitting in the front row with his arms crossed, like whatever, right? And the other Soviet dude's like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's um, the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, William Smith. You know, so apparently at uh, around this point, um, the uh, mayor's son gets caught. And they make him, uh, they, we don't know this yet, right? Yeah, so what we get basically is that, like, they're being tracked Mm -hmm. on a group of uh, Russians come to them, basically. Yeah. And when they kill them, they find the tracking device, or the locator, tracking locator. Right. And then they're, like, following that, and then it leads to, ah, that dude. Mm Mm-hmm. The mayor's son. What's his name? Yeah, uh, mayor's son, curly uh, hair guy. Yeah, <laughs> but this is this is also after two people passed away. Too. Yeah, they get they shot on the big, tank. Yeah, because they they bring tanks in to yeah gonna take them out. Well, that's the front line. Yeah, right. And there's also rumors that they were going to drop in some special forces for him to help. Blah blah right, blah. Right. right. That's what Ben Johnson says because they're on their way to get him out of there. Right. Um, uh, Colonel Tanner or whatnot, Powers Booth. They're trying to get him out of there. Right. And um, so they're on the tank, and it comes up, and people are going nuts because, yeah, shit, you're right in front of a tank with no earplugs? Right. Fuck. Where are you going to go? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? How is this going to work? You're just going to drop grenades inside. That's right. what you do. <laughs> and Powers Booth says, so shoot straight for once. Goddamn army. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, boom. So that was the front line. Yeah. That was the front line of the war, which is kind of crazy because it was... Frontline, right? Like in the middle of Colorado. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So again, it's another one of those things that you look at and you're like, damn, they they really made it seem like something like that was going on, you know? Not right. in not in the major movie way. Right, right. But like grounded, you know? Yeah, I, and then again, I think that's what this movie does well. It it's a grounded movie and you're getting the information as they're getting the mm-hmm. information. Right, right, right. So again, you're on that journey with them, mm-hmm. you know, not like uh Here's a title card and all the things. <laughs> yeah. that, Here's know. what happened in the first act. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that you didn't get to see. Yeah. This whole time, though, too, we've had the evolution of C. Thomas Howell. Yeah. You know, kind of growing and Becoming Powers more of a badass. Yeah. He does walk by him one time. And this is even before this part of it, too. Yeah, yeah. It's like all that hate's going to consume you. Yep. <laughs> He's uh keeps me warm. <laughs> <laughs> and then we do. Uh, uh, 
when they're doing all of this guerrilla warfare stuff, Powers is like, okay, we're going to go here, and we're going to do this, because that's when they go in to liberate the uh, the camp, too. Yeah, yeah. It's like right before all of this. Yeah. So they... Um, they go to that camp, and he's t- he's telling them, okay, you're going to go over here, you're going to give cover fire for this, you're going to do this, and we're going to do our basic flank maneuver and come over on this side, and we're going to do it. They're like, what's a flank? <laughs> <laughs> what's co- what's a crossfire? <laughs> he's like, uh, <laughs> But I love the part. And I think Powers Boost lines in this are some of the best lines of any oh, movie. Oh, absolutely. They are well calculated and just completely badass, right? Yeah. Whenever the airplane's about to take off, right? <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah. and he looks at the dude and he pops that grenade and he throws it in the back of the deal and he flips the guy off <laughs> in the cockpit. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> Blink. <laughs> and it just blows up. So their airfield's pretty much gone. Their F-150s or whatnot. <laughs> the f one fifty MIGs, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're Russian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So he dies. They come back and they're just all God dang. You know, Leah Thompson's all broken up. Everybody's just kind of everything's w- wavering down. Right. Right. So the mayor's son's there, but then you see all the Spetsnaz dudes um, are coming in through the forest, right. and dressed in white with white, you know, face masks and stuff, and they got a weird like tracker. Right. So you're like, ah, crap. But they already know they're coming. Yeah. that Which is badass, right? They knew their whole entire area. So they had lookouts. They were ready. They had all the machine guns in, yeah. in position. They wipe them all out. Yes, they do. Completely. Even C. Thomas Howe gets up and he throws the little sheath off his <laughs> shotgun. I'm like, dang, right? So they, they get one, right? And the guy keeps, he they're, they're standing on the, 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 uh, the big prairie or whatnot. And he's like, you need to tell us this and this. And he's like, uh, my name is, he's like, we don't care what your name is. And they knock him down. And then he's like, they had this little thing. How does this work? And then he turns it on and it looks at it, the mayor's son. He's like, it's coming from right there. So he swallowed what a tracking device. What did you do? <laughs> yeah. Swallows a tracking device. Yes. Oh. So, yeah. So, uh, so they kill him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, Jed doesn't want to. No. Right. No. So there is cons- there is a lot of confliction in there. Yeah. He he kills the Russian. Right. He just blows him away no right question. there. No question. Yeah. Right in the chest. Boom. And then he goes towards, you know, the, the mayor's son. And he's like, please don't kill me. Just let me go. Please don't kill me. You know? And he's. And doesn't just, he have a picture of him and. Is that the, the picture? Is that of them playing baseball? Like. Dressed in the baseball outfit. Yeah, that's so Jed and yeah, no, that's Jed and um, um, his little brother. Oh, I thought it was Jed and the mayor's son. No, because afterwards, because okay. he's kind of reminiscent about that. Yeah, and C. Thomas Hell just comes up and it's like boom. Yeah, he doesn't hesitate <laughs> at all. Just yeah, it's over for you, buddy. Yeah, he's gone too far into it. There's nothing left. You know, yep. there's no, nothing of the old way left. Um, he's all about war. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so then you get that very, very emotional scene of Patrick Swayze crying in the snow (laughs) in the mountains. (laughs) And I (laughs) love. Nobody puts baby in a corner. (laughs) Um. (laughs) So, yeah, they're basically like, God, we got to do something. Well, this is where they start sending the helicopters after them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they 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 spring that trap on them. Right. Right. Where they drop the boxes of food. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was a little too convenient. Right. Right. There's like oranges and apples and cornflakes. They just fall off. (laughs) 
Like Whoops. even the way it happens, you're I like, know. no. Even at first, they're like, you go. <laughs> they send Mikey out there <laughs> yeah, to do the, yeah, right. the dirty work, right? So yeah, she's out there. She's like, it's food. So they go start to eat and everything like that. They're being kids again, you know, right. kind of having a taste of the good life, <laughs> you know. And that's when the helicopters, those badass helicopters, come out and yeah. wipe out Jennifer Gray. And don't they kill one more person? Uh, yeah, two of them die. Yeah. Well, they they get Jennifer Gray in the in the fire from the uh, helicopter, right? right? So she falls on Jed. They're getting away. C. Thomas Howe's like, screw this. I'm gonna take them out with my AK-47, just like Tom Hanks did to um, that that P-42 <laughs> from uh, <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. I was like, what? Where he destroys the airplane with his 45? No, <laughs> you know, if you get the right shot, I guess. It just looks so convenient, but it's a tank that destroys it. Right? <laughs> he's like sitting up next to the motorcycle and he's shooting at it, and it's like boom, whoa, he did it. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, C. Thomas Howe gets freaking annihilated, right? Right. Um, which, you know, I, I think at this point, he's too far gone. He's tired. He's done. He's like, screw it. I'm just going to, uh, we're never going to not be this way. You know, we've had enough. Right. Um, so Jennifer Gray's lying underneath the tree. She's about to die. And Jed's like, oh man, come on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she grabs a grenade and she puts it underneath her before she dies. And there, the, uh, Spetsnaz dudes and all the other people are kind of around. They're like, we only killed one. And the one dude is like, 13 Let's, let's say we, yeah, yeah, we killed 13. <laughs> He's like, are you okay with that number? He's like, yeah, 12. <laughs> what? Uh, so you know the misinformation. Right, you know, right. Kind of naturally what you would do. And he hears that bomb go off. <laughs> so basically only two people got wiped out in that, and they killed, I don't know how many. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's whenever they're back at the camp, and, and uh, they're like, you know what? We can't do this anymore. We're done. You know, me and Jed are done. That's what Charlie Sheen says, yeah. you know. So you guys, we're going to cause a diversion to help you guys get out. You guys need to go, you know, get as far away from here as you can. Just, you know, And at this point, it's just um, Leah Thompson and... Uh, the other kid. The other kid. This yeah. is where that comes in from earlier. He was the last one to get picked up on the truck. That's right. They didn't even know him. Yep. And he was the last well, one I to survive. Think they knew him. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But not in the same way that they <clears throat> knew most of the other click. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of, it's kind of a little bit, you know, different that he was the last one to be there. And he was kind of almost one of the weakest ones at first. He's the guy that fired the arrow. Yeah. So technically, he's like one of the heroes of the actual movie. Yeah, yeah. Danny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so they, they load up. They're in the gym at the high school. Right. So we don't see them actually get there, right? right? And he's looking at the football picture of him and, like, the coach and his dad or something. like. I don't know what, yeah. who else was on the picture, but you knew it was him. And Patrick Swayze's just, like, kind of, damn, I wish everything was back to the way it was. Right. You know? This sucks. So, of course, you know, um, he leans back and he's like, I love you, Maddie." <laughs> He's like, I know. <laughs> he on soloed him. You know? He did. <laughs> <laughs> so so they're so they're basically going into town to create this weird diversion. And they go in there and they kill they fuck some a shit up. Fucking shitload of people. And and we get that scene where the Cuban leader's writing a letter to his wife. Yes. And like you see general genuine kind of remorse. 
yeah, within he's, the letter, like he's like, I'm tired of all this. I just want to come home to you. I didn't, you I know, didn't sign, sign up, up for, for any, any of this. I yeah. just want to sit on the beach. You know, yeah. I want to, I want to feel the warmth again. It's been so long since I've been warm, and that's why I'm turning in my resignation. Yeah, you know, um, effective tomorrow or some shit like that, right. right? So of course, he's he's about to leave, and he's he's got that somewhat compassion. Yeah, he's a smart, you know, yeah. tactician, um, which you know left to just him being there probably would have lasted forever. So he's kind of like, eh, I've been defeated, but not really, you know? I think, yeah, I think it's more about, like like he says early, that, you know, he's he's usually on the other side of this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I'm on the other side, and this is the way it is. But then they come in, and they freaking start wrecking shit, yeah. right? And that's when that William Smith kind of gets loose, right? Because they go out, they fire at him. William Smith grabs that badass machine gun. Yeah. Like, what the hell was that thing? It was freaking cool. <laughs> it looked like a laser tag gun, right? <laughs> so, so they're they're riding on the train, right, to go do some more bombing and stuff. And because he follows them, right? right? He sees them kind of running in one direction. He's like, ooh, hey. <laughs> so he shoots uh, one of them, right? You don't know who it is. Right. You get to see him jump off the deal. And he's looking for the body, right? Jed turns the corner and is like, hey. And like freaking like uh, Old West style. You know what I mean? Yeah. He gives him a chance to turn I, around. Yeah, I don't think I would have done that. But I'm, he, I'm, I'm not that honorable yeah, he did or that. that dumb. Well, he did that for a reason. Okay. He wanted to die too. Yeah. You know? And that William Smith just right before, he's like, yep. and he just shoots him. So it was a standoff, right? right. He was like, I'm going to die. Might as well die right now. My brother's shot, blah, blah, blah. Right. So he picks him up. And he takes him to the park because they alluded to the park, you know. Yeah. He's like, you remember when we used to go to the park? <laughs> and I'd always be there for you to pick you up. Well, I'm not going to be there anymore. You need to do that yourselves. And so they go to the same park, yep. right? And they're sitting by that big old giant gazebo and everything. And because right before that, the the one dude from Cuba is like, got him deadlocked. Yeah, yeah. He comes out as they're like kind of rounding the corner. Mm-hmm. And you see the true character of that guy. He just looks at him. He's like, go, you know, so because yeah. he sees that they're both, you know, yeah. they're going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. And he just the way he looks at his hands, too, he's like, God dang it. Yeah. You know, I just and, but he lives, you know, so he's got to go tell the story of the way everything went. Right. And um, yeah, so they both pass away. Leah Thompson and the other dude get to the other side. Yes. They actually make it out of the uh, the occupied territory. To free America. Free America, which is probably like Ohio. <laughs> no. I don't think so. No. <laughs> yeah, it's Kansas. No. No, I'm just going to leave it alone. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so then we get the, the whole deal, because they had been using the rock. Right. You know, to kind of mark their their dead. Yeah. Right? Mark who was still there and who... Who wasn't, you know? Right before they take off, Jed's putting down all the names yep. the, of all the people in their group. Right. Because there wasn't a total of 10 of them, was there? I don't think so. No, because that's what the original title of the story was, was 10 Soldiers. Like yeah. T-E-N. Oh, I thought it was T-I-N. No, it was T-E-N, 10 oh, Soldiers, okay. yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how that was going to fit into it. It was probably part of the original draft. Right. Which, um, you know, you get to see kind of how they went on. Yeah, you know, it was like it was one of the darkest days in American history. Yeah, you get that closing scene where the plaque is on there yeah. now, and like they kind of read from it. Right, and right. Like you know, she, she goes to visit every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
talks about how mostly children uh, gave up their lives, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. So that this nation will not perish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's, that's our ender right there. Yeah. You know, I mean, you get this well-crafted movie. I mean, absolutely well-crafted. Uh, like I said, this is, uh, and I don't know if I said this on here when we were talking before, I was very surprised um, when I went to watch this the first time. Um, not the first time ever, but the first time for this show. And my wife watched it with me, and she had never seen it before. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I, I do remember um, seeing she, this in, like, 86, 87. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but even now, for her first viewing, she was like, it was really good. Right. You know? So, right. It's not a surprisingly good movie, but it's... And my wife doesn't really like violent movies. So, yeah. again, that kind of speaks to the tone of the violence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though this was on the Guinness Book of World Records for most violent movie, I obviously not anymore. <laughs> well, the only reason why I was on there is because of the death, death, death. of capita. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, well, they did a lot of killing. Patrick Swayze did a lot of crying. And, As Patrick um, Swayze will do. Yes. You give him the opportunity. He's going to have power. <laughs> and power in those tears. Uh, the, um, I watched this interview with C. Thomas Howell, how he was talking about them being really big friends and how Patrick Swayze was just good at everything, he said. <laughs> He's like, man, I'd be like, I'd tell him I did this, and he'd be like, whoa, well, I got an Olympic gold medal in that. <laughs> He's like, good God, Swayze. <laughs> Uh, like he was just, he was literally like one of the, one of the nicest and kind of very talented people. Cause he kind of put it like, he didn't give you everything when he was on screen. Well, I mean, come on, Roadhouse. <laughs> Fucking Roadhouse. Yeah. yeah that'll rip, that'll so. rip your trachea out that movie. <laughs> well, I, you know what? And, and for the box office in this year, 1984, it was like the 20th, um, at 17 million, uh, I was think the budget it, and the box office was uh, 38, 38, but it was still the 20th highest grossing movie Dude, of that 1984, year. 1984, you had a lot of movies coming out. Gremlins, that was a Gremlins year. I don't remember what else. Oh. Did. I remember looking at that and I'm like, oh my God, there's so many movies that came out this year. <laughs> I know. That yeah. were like, you know, mainstays now. You're like, oh, that's like a cultural phenomenon, you know? Oh my God, yeah. No, it was a huge year for movies. Uh, Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, and go it was with Temple of Doom. No, hell no, no. Uh, Firestarter, uh, Dune, two thousand ten. Still haven't seen it. Two thousand ten? No, Dune. Good. Oh well, just wait until the new one comes out. That's what I'm doing. You yeah. told me yes. like two years ago, and I'm like, I'm waiting. <laughs> yes, still waiting. Oh my God, go Super... wait tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> There's two movies that came out: Supergirl and the Ewok Adventure. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Supergirl, you can watch on uh, HBO Max now. Oh, oh yeah. The Popeye's Chicken. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Repo um, Man came out that year. Yeah. Uh, uh, Franken Weenie. <laughs> what? Ice Pirates, Terminator, fucking Buckaroo Banzai. Terminator, that's the other one I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh, what, what Friday the 13th? Starman? Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Yep. 
Uh, so weird that 1984 was the final chapter. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you Meanwhile. Also, <laughs> you also had the Tom Selleck and Gene Simmons movie. Oh, Runaway. Run away, yeah. <laughs> Gremlins, yeah. Karate Kid. Yeah. Greystoke, The Legend Karate of Tarzan. Karate Kid was a huge movie that year, too. Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop, Dreamscape. Yeah. Man, I, I think I might need to like change my year. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yours was 86, right? 87? No, mine was 87. Oh, yeah, 86. Yours was 86 because your favorite uh, Jason movie. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. 13th movies in there. Yeah. (laughs) Muppets Take Manhattan. Nightmare on Elm Street. Come on. There was yeah, just like a lot of movies in '84 that came out. That, so I could see how. The, oh, Ghostbusters! That was the other big one. And Night of the Comet. Yeah, but I'm thinking of Chug? like stuff that would have pushed this down to like 20th. Probably not Night of the Comet. Probably not some of the other movies that you and I love. Friday the Thirteenth, I think. Or no, not mm, well. No, maybe, they they maybe. always made a lot. They I were pretty popular. That was kind of um, close to the especially tail in that time. Yeah. Um, but I, I think more like Ghostbusters, Gremlins, Karate Kid. I mean, just those three alone, you're like Temple of Doom. You know what I mean? Ghostbusters, those, I Revenge that, of the Nerds. I said Ghostbusters. Yeah, I mean, come on, Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> it did come deal. out. Yeah. yeah, that was a big deal for sure. Jesus, a little rapey, but it's a big deal. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit mm-hmm. uh, not right. <laughs> <laughs> Some films just don't age well. Yes. Jeez. But yeah, great movie. John Milius is a badass. Um, everybody that was in that movie was well-placed, well-cast. Uh, and being kids, you know, in w- some of their first movies. Absolutely. Early movies for yeah. everybody, if not yeah. their first movie. Like you know? real movies that would be seen. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and all of these people were a very, very, very big part of the 80s movies anyway. Yeah. You know, 80s and early 90s. Well, this whole, yeah, like you said, this whole cast, I mean. Yeah. I mean, William Smith, fu- though. You know, the, yeah. that dude is like everywhere. For sure. Which is crazy. Um, <laughs> and then Pepe Serna, you know, Pepe yeah. Serna, um, he was, he was, uh, he was like yelling at his son, right? He mm-hmm. was also in Buckaroo Banzai. Come on. You know? Right. Uh, <laughs> it was so crazy. Henry Dean Stanton. I, I don't know. There's a lot of people in this. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. So it was just, it was very well done. Everything was awesome. Um, overall, I would give this like four new. Nu- no, five nuclear bombs out of five. Oh, okay. Um, I would uh, I would give this four out of five Wolverines. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, obviously this movie was such a cultural hit and like in the lexicon, like when we invaded Iraq, it was Operation Red Dawn. Yeah, and then also to... Um, when we were going after Saddam. Yeah, w- yeah. yeah, was it Saddam? Yeah. Yeah, they were... Yeah. Operation Red Dawn. And their targets were like Wolverine One, Wolverine <laughs> Two. Come on, somebody was oh, yeah. having a great time. Yeah, like, oh my god, I can finally use this. <laughs> yes, can I be Jed? Uh, Jed Eckert. Well, and you know, the, like there was a lot of people, like I said, that were very anti this movie because of all the gun use and all of that. Um, and it's like, in, I don't remember who said it, but it was like a top 15 conservative movie of all time. Um, 
but again, I felt the handling of that was really good. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like everybody had AR-15s. Of course, it was 1984, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And to, plus, to start yeah. out. And like, plus, yeah, you didn't have the, uh, there wasn't that overdone bravado of, you know, America. Right, right. Fuck yeah. You know, but it was yeah. it was like, this is America. What would, what would happen if you went to something like this? Would you fold or would you take over? Right. You know, how would you be with this? And if it's just kids because all the parents were taken away? This is, you know, I mean, that's why they didn't put it in freaking like Colorado Springs. That's you right. Know, or a city town. Right. You know, but it would have been Sp- different. Colorado Springs would have been different because it's the military base. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So Springfield, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, maybe. You know, <laughs> different things like that. Yeah. So they right. really, um, it was a smart movie, though. Always I thought has so. Been. I thought it was, I thought it was done well. Um, yeah. I don't know how much. Much more to say. I mean, it's just a no. good movie. I recommend to everybody watch it if you haven't. Um, you want to talk about real quick about the remake? No. No. Okay, great. Not at all. Let's no. move along. There was no um, remake. <laughs> no such thing. Not no. in my timeline. I live in a tangent universe where yes. Skinny Josh never made that movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah, we didn't have that movie. <laughs> that wasn't ours. Uh, So yeah, Um, go out and grab this movie on Betamax and check it out. Yes, Um, throw it out, throw it on Laserdisc, however means you want to. Get the soundtrack on um, from uh, Basil Paladorius. Yeah, you can actually now you can download it off LimeWire though. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I would I would say check it out. It was where was it streaming? Uh, Do you remember? HBO Max. HBO Max. There mm-hmm. you go, yeah. kids. It's on HBO Max. So you can watch it whenever you like. Good resolution. I think it's 1080 now instead of 405. What <laughs> <laughs> it was before. It looks great, though. Yeah, the, it does The look newer, good. updated version of it does. Uh, yeah. Well, if you have any uh, stories about your Red Dawn experience or things that we didn't notice about Red Dawn, please send us an email. Um, get at us on them social media sites. Yeah. Bring it, um, and we'll discuss. Absolutely. And you can go to dropculture.com. You can email us at dropculturepodcast at gmail.com. Man, and also, everything else is under Drop Culture. I mean... You can get us on the Twitter, the Facebook, Instagram. Just look for Drop Culture. That's that's our deal. Because we, we pick that, that little bit of culture, like Dan said at the very beginning. And we just, we hold on to it because we've been holding on to it for our entire lives. That's right. Now I've had this it. hunk of pop culture suck up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> for the just, entirety. It was, well, we have hunks of <laughs> drop culture from your grandparents up our asses. And it's uncomfortable. That's so right. So now we just need to take them out and give, and give them, them back to you. you. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Pass them down. Don't leave them on the little kangaroo. But if you want to do something for the show, uh, feel free to jump on and uh, give us a rating or a review. And whatever you put in the review, I'll tell you what, we'll read it on the air. Happy to do that. Yes. So even if you just want to make it silly as heck or tell us how stupid we are, we don't care. Yeah, it's cool. We'll fight you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See the last quick cast. Yes. Listen to last Monday's episode. Thank you. (laughs) And with that, I think uh, we shall bid them adieu. Adieu. Wolverines! 